Welcome to the Tuesday Takeover. Today is where we take a look at a creator business. We decide how much money they're making and where they're missing out so that you can learn from e-commerce experts about how to make more from your audience using digital products. Jordan, what's up, man? What's going on? We're back. New Year's. New Year. This is the year. This is the year. This is the year that everything's going to change. New year, new me, new Sam Carr. Let's do this. Let's go ahead and do this. Jordan, what are we doing here today? Who is today's target creator? Our target today is not well known by his actual name, but the channel is called Keep Productive on YouTube. It's a great YouTube channel. If you want to learn about all the productivity softwares out there, maybe this year you're thinking about getting organized or scheduling more, never missing an appointment, or how to log your ideas effectively and never lose them. This is the channel. Go check out. It is Keep Productive, but we're not so much here to be productive. We're here to help him be more productive in the money-making business. Productive and rich. Exactly right. We are here to take a look from an e-commerce point of view. I think here we have an awesome creator, somebody with a huge channel and an awesome following, somebody who has Videos that have almost a million views. Videos that are up in that ballpark. Huge, 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 huge numbers. But also someone who I think is getting very, very, I think the digital product results are underperforming massively. And so we are here to help identify two big problems that are hurting this creator's e-commerce and talk about how we fix them. Let's check it out. Folks, you can check out a Key Productive. I got it in the chat here. Where is everybody from? Type it in the chat. Where are you from? And welcome. 2023. Let's kick off this takeover. Jordan, right. where are you from? I'm from Reston, Virginia, just mm. outside the airport. Mm. Rock and roll. Reston, Virginia. And I'm, I'm cur- <laughs> sorry. I am currently sitting in Austin, Texas, where I reside, but I am from Columbia, Maryland. Shout out Baltimore, D.C. area. What's up? Yeah, there we go. So let's dive into this. So again, this is Francesco is the name of the creator. Again, his, his site is Keep Productive, K-E-E-P. Well, again, Jordan put a link down there. Go check him out. Go give him a follow yeah. on YouTube. Awesome. Again, great content. Somebody that if you're looking for how do I build an audience? How do I grow a following? How do I do this kind of stuff? Here's somebody who's doing a great job. Go study what they have going on. But here's some problems. You go and you look at his YouTube channel. You go and look at his site even, and here's some problems. Problem number one, all of you take this to heart, is that there is really no path to buy. Okay, if I'm a follower, I'm I'm in, I'm watching his stuff, and I think, man, this is sick. I would love to go dive in deeper. There's almost no path to make that happen. So let's take a look. First thing that we look at is we go to the YouTube homepage, okay? and Right off the bat, no links. No links to go pretty much anywhere. The video that's sitting there is about four weeks old. If you click on that video, you get taken to the video. And if you're curious enough to kind of scroll down and look in the comments and check out the links that are down there, you know what you end up with is you end up with a link to an iOS app that, Jordan, we don't really know this, but we believe Francesco and or team own this app, Bento. Yeah, Bento looks like the app. And at the bottom in the footer of the website, it says a keep productive product. So we just have ah, to assume so that. There you go. And so safe so to yeah, assume. Th- this is uh, Francesco's product or his team's product that Which, they're selling on the, on the Apple Store. Bravo. They made an iOS app. Like, ser- bravo. Well done. Yep. That's not an easy thing to do. But here's the problem. The problem with that from an e-commerce money-making perspective is that's a tough way to make money, okay? The app is $7.99 in the App Store, which... It's funny, Jordan and I were talking about this. In the right <laughs> context, seven ninety nine is like a snap buy. If I'm like walking in a lot books, in a lot of places. Yeah, easy. People spend that much on coffee, you know what I mean, or, or coffee, give me, I, give whatever. Me some like, Taco you know, Bell, give me some Chipotle, seven. Whatever, no big yeah, deal. Easy. But for whatever reason, in the context of an app for your phone, doesn't that sound expensive? 
It's a million dollars. It's it's everything is free. The app store is free. If it's a dollar, I'm going hell no. I'm not paying for this. So odd how that is. Even I, the first thing I saw it is like this is kind of in my wheelhouse is productivity, and I enjoy this guy's content. Let's go check it out. It's expensive. And here's the problem from a creator perspective. The creator perspective is Apple takes 30% of every single dime that you send. So let's just keep, yeah, let's keep the numbers easy. If this app costs $8 and Apple's taking $2, then every person who goes and buys Bento, $6 is going back to Francesco, which means you need a lot of people to buy that app to make sense. And my guess is this is a pretty small line item in his overall rep. That's my guess. So it's cool. I think it's like a, a flex that he made an iOS app. That's freaking really cool. And I'm sure the app looks very nice. But from a money-making perspective, I think this is a really tough way to make money. Okay? It's tough. So, and, he, and he's in a, a very, 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 very crowded space yes. on the App Store productivity. So Super and, competitive. And he's yeah. fighting against giants that are selling their apps for free. And he's fighting yeah. against giant Notion, Evernote. Click up. All these are free, or at least the apps are free, uh, and a lot of them are venture backed. And he's kind of just coming in like mom and pop shop app store. That's hey, a David Goliath moment right there, yeah. which yeah. is cool. But David doesn't always win. That's the story. But in real life, does it work that way? I don't know. My guess is this is not something that makes Francesco a whole lot of money. Second link down, and again, the link that he most popular kind of the home is YouTube video. So you have to click on that video and then you have to click on the description. Then you have to scroll down and it's actually a broken link. So it looks like it's taking you to a course. So he's cool. He's got a digital product he wants to sell, but the link was broken, which we understand. Not here to judge. It happens. But the 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 point here is for all of you guys with old videos and posts and blog posts, anything like that, go back and update those links. Okay. People are still finding old content and watching those things, right? And broken links are a missed opportunity. It's a missed opportunity to turn me, an interested viewer, somebody who's diving in, into a paying customer. And a broken link, of course, makes it very, very difficult to make that happen. So then we kept diving in because actually what we had was uh, that Francesco actually published something literally today, right? He published something today. Yes. Okay, hold on. Here we go. Now we can see it. Okay. So here's a video that he just published. Okay. So now it's cool. I've clicked. I'm watching the video. I click to see more in the description, which again, every time we have another click, you're just lowering the amount of people that are going to see it. The first link that he had up there was to something on Product Hunt because he just released something and he's telling his audience, go on Product Hunt, give me an upvote and support me. So I get that. I'll give that one a yellow. The other two links on the last video had red markers next to it. I'll give that a yellow because I get it, right? Number two is he's linking to the product he's selling on Product Hunt. It's not selling, it's a free tool but it's called Tool Finder. That takes you to, Jordan, what is essentially like a Notion page. It's basically yeah, it's like, like a, a directory of all yep. the tools that he's ever recommended. Yeah, so, so it's, it's just a kind of a menu of apps that you can go check out, but nothing for you to directly buy from him. Yeah, and they all are affiliate links and stuff like that, which I, I'm not knocking affiliate links. Like that's a good thing, you know what I mean? Like, that's cool, it's a fine thing. I'll give it a yellow, right? Then... If you keep going down, okay, the third link down the page, which means very few people are actually going to go down and click on this link, is digital products. And this is where I said, okay, cool, I'm going to give this one a green. Now we're talking, okay? Now we're talking. This is something out here that people are going to want from him that's going to make him a lot of money. It's going to, it's his own stuff. But here's the problem, is that it's sent to this kind of storefront thing that he's got going on. You know what I mean? So here he is selling with a tool called Teachable, which gives you kind of the storefront. It's not really... 
there's a whole lot of reasons we've talked about before why storefronts are a bad idea for conversion and why these kind of things are not how you turn followers into customers, right? We'll talk more about that in a second. But to me, digital products, idea, storefront, wrong execution. This is, I guess is, right? And you guys, anybody who's a veteran of the, of the takeover knows that we are big, 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 big proponents of selling your own stuff, selling stuff where you get all the money, you get the customer data, you're building your own customer list, you're building your own business. This is probably not, the idea that this is so far down his pecking order probably tells me that he's not making a lot of money from this, right? Yes. If it was more important, it would be replacing Bento as the first link underneath of every one of his videos or the pinned comments underneath of his YouTube videos. The idea that he's promoting other stuff above this, multiple things above this, tells me this isn't making him a whole lot of money and that's not overly surprising to me. Storefronts yeah. suck. Don't And one them. one thought about storefront is like the you're trying to capture the goodwill of almost like a buffet where it's like, "Hey, sure. I'm just opening it up. Hey, I'm everybody salesy? Just come yeah, check it out. Grab yeah. whatever you want and it it does that, okay, that's fine at the buffet, but when it comes to a digital product or when it comes to buying online, it's much more simpler and you're going to have a higher conversion rate if you direct them to one of those courses. You can always exactly. offer the next course afterwards. But it's saying, hey, here's a curated journey. If you want to learn about this specific software, watch this software tutorial, go here. One specific page. Storefronts are great for returning customers. They are yeah. terrible for convincing new people to buy from you. Okay. I would love to see him take one of these things on this page and create like Sam Carr. We have those templates. Set, make one page that pitches ample note made simple is one of his kind of premium trainings. Okay. And make a video about Ample Note and send people right to that one page. Bing, bang. Like, no, click the description, three notes down, click a page, click on this, click on a sales page, click checkout, and five pages later, you've bought, right? One, one video, one page, we call that alignment. Make it easy for your customers to go buy. That is the crux of what makes this rough, is that that's problem number one. There's no path to buy. You, your success as a creator will be directly tied to how easy it is for someone to find you and then go buy something from you and become a customer. Because becoming taking someone from becoming a customer to becoming a repeat customer and feasting on that customer lifetime value for the next six months, 12 months, two years is easy. It's getting people to take that first step. So make that first step easy to find, make it easy to follow and benefit greatly from it. Yeah, this is a theme I'm going to hit on a lot this year, and it's become the niche. So when Francesco first started in the productivity app reviewing world, he was like his bread and butter was to, I'm going to review as many productivity apps as possible. And after a while, he has reviewed so many that he could just tell me any specific productivity app to download and I'm going to get it. But then he could himself start to create productivity templates, toolkits, courses, ebooks, whatever it may be where he is now the niche is, look, I don't care, whatever you're putting out, I, it's less about, okay, thank you for putting out all these productivity stuff, but you now have become the niche. You know, it's like with Ali Abdal, he was at first the medical doctor who did some reviews of productivity app. Now he's become, and he got known as the productivity guy. Now he is, it's just Ali Abdal. Whatever Ali Abdal says, I'm going to do, I'm going to read about it, I'm going to study. So that that's what I want to push Francesco to do more of, become the niche. Absolutely. Own the fact that he has hundreds of thousands of subscribers on YouTube owning the space of, I am the authority on productivity apps. I know, yep. I know I'm like the back of my hand. I love that. Yeah. And my guess is, is that because it's hard for people to become a customer and buy from him, is that Francesco probably has a ton of unmet demand. I think there's probably a ton of people 
who want to dive in, who want to be that person, who want to put their credit card down and get something at Francesco's. I don't just want ClickUp. I want to know how Francesco uses ClickUp. Yeah. I want your system for using this one thing. And people would pay for that over and over and over again. And so that really leads us to the big kahuna, which I think okay. is maybe even a bigger single problem. But I call this affiliate versus creator, okay? Inside of Francesco's videos, most of his YouTube descriptions, most of his website even, even this new tool he's made on Product Hunt, you know what I mean, is all about sending people to affiliate links for other tools. And that's fine. That's a perfectly fine way to make some money online. But there's a massive problem with that. Okay. And I call this modern day serfdom. All right. So anybody doesn't know what serfdom is, that's like the feudal system where there's like lords in a castle and all the peasants are outside digging dirt and like providing some lovely filth over here. Some lovely filth over here. And <laughs> so essentially what it means is, is that the affiliate in this chance, Francesco, right, in general is the dude out there working the fields. He is making videos and content. He's, he's busting it. He is making awesome stuff to then promote. The creator sits up in the sick manner in the castle and has a great life and just kind of benefits and does the trade. And for relatively dubious reasons, they're the ones making all the money. At the end of the day, who is, who's really benefiting the most from what Francesco is doing? Is it Francesco or is it ClickUp? Evernote, Notion, all these other tools that he is promoting. And of course, I would have to give a shout out to all of our Monty Python fans for anybody who remembers this classic iconic scene of help, help, I'm being repressed. So <laughs> what are we doing here? Essentially, the affiliate versus creator model kind of breaks down a lot like this is maybe, maybe this frontline item is this good. Maybe it's worse. From a revenue perspective, Francesco is probably making about 25% of the revenue when he sends somebody over to one of these other tools. And the owner of the product, the, the business, whatever it is, it's keeping 75%. Maybe. Some are a little bit better. Most are probably worse in general. They're excluding other sources of revenue anyway, which is really why. But if you fast forward like a year, th that lifetime value is almost completely in the creator's favor. If that one customer goes on to buy other things. Usually the affiliate sees none of that. A lot of these tools, even if they pay you out monthly, there's a cap on how long they're going to pay you out monthly. The, the, the long tail benefit of the size of their business and the valuation of their company is exponentially higher than just what someone is paying. So basically the lifetime value is the revenue is already in the creator's favor. The lifetime value means you are really, really losing out on the main big value of creating a customer for someone. Which brings us to line item number three is in general, you don't get the customer list. Mm -mm. Jordan, if I made a video tomorrow and a thousand people watch it and they all go and buy Notion because I told them to go buy Notion. Notion has a thousand new customers. That's a thousand new email addresses. That's a thousand new people to turn into affiliates. That's a thousand new people to email anytime they have an update or a new offer, a new service, anything. I have zero customers, okay? I have zero. I don't get that email list. I don't get their phone numbers. I don't get anything. All I did is a check back from Notion. And say, hey, congrats, man. Here you go. Thanks for, here's your, here's your cut, peasant. Get back to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Go make some more videos. Like, it, that's, that's essentially what this is. And that's why, I, line item number three is really the worst part of all this stuff. And we'll talk about that on the next slide. But not building your own customer list when you're doing the work, you're bringing them yes. into your world, you're creating the videos. That's brutal. Yeah, you're busting your ass. You may get a one-time payment from the, the affiliate owner, the product owner. But yeah, like at the end of the day, what do you have to show for? Because you're just, you, it puts you back on the hamster wheel. Like, cool. Like, great. You made $10,000 in affiliate commission this month. 
well, what are you going to do next month? You got to go back out and go hunt some more, create some more content and get back jump out back there and on. make some more videos, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Get back out the dirt. Yeah. Whereas the, a lot of these software companies, they will just take a, a recurring revenue and they've got the customer for life for the next 24 months. And they're just like, hey, thanks for all the work, dude. Really appreciate it. Here's yeah, the, here's, sure. here's 10 bucks a month, man. Good, good job. Keep bucks. it up. Thanks, man. Yep. Keep it up, appreciate dude. Appreciate you. Yep. Exactly right. Meanwhile, they're raising money because their company's valued at 300 billion, whatever it is. Yep. So then competition. There's nothing stopping somebody from going and making identical content to Francesco's tomorrow, right? period. Now, the content, when you own a product, the competition is so much lower because you own that thing. It is your secret 11 herbs and spices. A lot of people think, oh, well, someone can just go make another course or another training or something identical to mine. Kinda, okay, but your audience wants your stuff. Right? The comp nobody can compete for you and your personal touch on those things. Anybody could go make a video that's like, hey, 10 competitors to Notion tomorrow. Yeah, Competition this is, is it's not so, it, I didn't even think about this concept, but he's competing against the best, uh, like the best YouTubers out there that are making Notion tutorials as well, that are making really? ClickUp reviews as well. It's, I wouldn't even think of that. It's like, uh, you're not only just competing against softwares that you're, that you're recommending, but now you're competing against Thomas Frank, Marie Poulin, all, uh, you know, all these other huge Notion creators, Easlo, and it's, oh, click my link over their link. Don't click their link. Or, or watch right. watch my Notion tutorial. Don't watch his Notion tutorial. It's like, that's... that's Competition, uh, not no in control over that. Absolutely yeah. not. Which brings us to item number five, independence. You have no independence. If tomorrow, all of a sudden, YouTube said, hey, you know what, Francesco? I don't like your stuff anymore. He's out. No customer list, probably a very, relatively, I shouldn't say no customer list. I'm sure he has a small customer list probably a pretty small email list. But at the end of the day, he has not been building an asset that is his and can go with him anywhere he wants. If, if he's launching something on Product Hunt, so he made a YouTube video about it. He went to his audience and said, hey, everybody, come support me on Product Hunt. Why shouldn't he be able to go to 10,000 paying customers of his, whether they've given him a couple bucks or a thousand bucks and say, come over to Product Hunt. He should have this whole second list and group of people to support anything and everything he ever makes ever again but because of the way things are set up, because he's chosen to do this, lean really heavily into the affiliate stuff first. Not that you need to cut this out of your business, but you shouldn't, it's not going to be the only thing you do. He doesn't have that. And he, so he does not have the creative independence to go and do and support whatever it is that he wants. Yeah, if you're watching this, the takeaway is if you are an affiliate right now, work on trying to become the owner of a product and then go find your own affiliates to sell your product because then it's going to feel like you're just sitting back letting the cash roll in because now your affiliates are working for you. So that's a little MLM, but at least the message is create your own products, control your own destiny, and don't just sit by on the sidelines just hoping and praying. And we talked about this on the Becky and Chris video, like hoping and praying that someone's going to, one, click on the link, two, make the purchase, three, stick around for good, and, and then you get the kickback commission exactly right. 30 yeah. to 60 days later. Right now, affiliate revenue probably comprises 90% of what Francesco is making. I'm not saying he should stop being an affiliate. By all means, keep doing that. I'm sure it's a nice revenue stream. I'm sure it's in general fine. You know what I mean? It's not going anywhere. It's not whatever. But what I'm saying is there's a huge opportunity for Francesco to start selling his own stuff and meet that unmet demand that his audience wants more of his stuff. If you make it easy for people to find it, if you put it front and center, right, and let people go after it right away and not hide it behind link, link, storefront, click, 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 then all of a sudden that 90% affiliate revenue, you could flip that whole equation on its head 
And the same revenue becomes a really small portion of your total revenue because digital products, your own services, your own templates, your own whatever, have just replaced it. I mean, it is super, super easy to make that happen. And that is absolutely what I would recommend there. Yeah, it's just the creative energy that you have. Like, where do you want to put your creative energy? On selling your own thing where you have control and you're going to take 90% profit off it? Or put your creative energy into something that you have no control of and you're just hoping and praying? Yeah, for sure. And this is really the crux of the entire affiliate versus creator argument. If you're an affiliate, you are by definition building someone else's business, okay? That's all you're doing. You are taking your best people in your audience and you are shoving them to someone else's business. Someone else, if we fast forward a couple of years, all of a sudden, I would bet Francesco right now probably has a few hundred customers of his own, people who have bought his stuff. He's got their email, their phone number, can market to them again, can tell them about other stuff he has. I'm guessing he's probably sent thousands of customers to Evernote, to Notion, to ClickUp, to whatever these other tools that he recommends. And so at the end of the day, if we fast forward another two or three years, Francesco's doing a lot of work to build someone else's business. And that is, by definition, an enormous problem. An easy one to solve, though. An easy one to solve. Create some stuff, find some products, find some problems in your audience, and start creating digital offers to solve those problems. Put them front and center, start selling them, make it easy for people to find them. One click, one page, sell it on SAM card type stuff. Sell your other stuff so the customers buy one thing from you and then buy two or three more things on the way out. All that stuff, it, the game plan is very, very simple. But it all starts by not building someone else's business and prioritizing building yours instead. Bingo. That's it, Scott. That's the show. That's all we got. That's all we got. I'm talking about, yeah, what, what are you going to takeaways? Final takeaway of, of affiliates. Should, like, if you're an affiliate right now or you're thinking about becoming an affiliate in 2023, what would you say to them? My biggest takeaway there is remember, well, really, I should go back to the last slide. Remember this slide, okay? Remember this slide right here. Whose business are you building? You want to focus on building your business where you keep all the profit or do you want to build someone else's business instead? Put your stuff front and center. Put your stuff right in front of your audience, in their face all the time. Make it easy for people to become customers, okay? And watch your business take off. All right, that's it. That is our show. Thank you guys for watching. We'll be live on Thursday for Profit Playbook Live. And if you haven't downloaded already the Profit Playbook, you can right here with this QR code. And it's also a link in the description. And we're here every single Tuesday at 4 p.m. doing another Tuesday Takeover. And if you have a celebrity, if you have a YouTuber, if you have a TikTok, follow, if you're following someone on TikTok that you really love and you're like, how do they make all their money? Or they have a million followers, but I don't think they're making as much money as they say they are. Let us uh, take a look and we'll tell you for sure. We'll take a look. Leave it in the comments below. Thank you guys for watching. My name is Jordan P. Anderson. Subscribe here on Samcart. That is Scott Moran, co-founder of Samcart. And we'll see you in the next one. We'll see you out.